another episode of the Pretty Good Thanks podcast. I am your host, Liam, and by now you've only heard one of our voices, and that's because the other one, Dylan, isn't here. Um, not that he doesn't want to be or anything like that. Today is actually Tuesday uh, the 5th, which is when this episode is going to come out, and uh, we just haven't got our, haven't got our schedules uh, quite lined up uh, with the holiday season and all that, so uh, I thought instead of missing another week, uh, I'd just uh, record some, some of my thoughts from the week, and um, also uh, I, I wanted to bring to the show like sort of like a recap of the year, or at least like with music releases, and so uh, I've got a list of my favourite releases from 2020 and I I don't know felt like uh, riffing felt like uh, spitting some of my thoughts and uh, yeah so that's what we're going to do this uh, this week uh, hopefully uh, it's still somewhat interesting to your uh, to your podcast listening ears but it's going to be the same old pretty good thanks just one half of it so not as funny and uh, mostly informative because that's how I like that's how I like my media so <laughs> so um yeah, me and Dylan haven't uh, haven't had a chance to, to record a podcast. We've still seen each other, but we've got like a lot of stuff um, happening and a lot of stuff in the works, um, particularly because it is now 2021. We're in a new year. Happy New Year, everybody. Um, I hope you all had a great, great holiday uh, the last few weeks with uh, Christmas and uh, New Year's. Hope you're all uh, looking forward to the year ahead. There's so much potential. There's so much... Uh, I don't know. I think I feel like there's a lot of hope, actually. With the year that everyone had, I feel like everybody is kind of going into this one. Like, I, I feel like maybe it happens every year, but I feel like this year in particular, it's just been everybody's coming in with it um, with such a positive attitude. And if you know me, you know that's that's something that I really find heartwarming to to see. So, uh, yeah, so we've got a, we've got a lot of stuff uh, in the works, and uh, also just general hanging. I think I think with the year that we just had to uh, the disconnect, like was very much felt within the band and so I think when we're now moving forward trying to make more of an effort to uh to see each other outside of outside of the band stuff but so what else have we been doing what else oh ah the other the other thing that I wanted to just uh to quickly mention before we sort of get into anything too deep is uh Daniel Dumoulay, uh, a.k.a. MF Doom, passed away in October 31st, um, but his wife made an announcement on New Year's Eve uh, over in America and it uh, definitely really capped off the year uh, just hearing that. Uh, one of the greatest, greatest MCs and producers um, just of all time. Uh, yeah, at, uh, at, at not a very old age either. I think he was, what, 52 or something? Um yeah, uh, really, really saddened to hear about that. But he may he rest in power. He's uh, and may we blast his music forever. Uh, awesome, awesome. I was uh, I was spending a lot of time last night actually just going like, going through his records, and I was going through Mad Villainy, and JJ Doom, and Mm Food, and Operation Doomsday, and all. And uh, yeah, I was really enjoying going back and reminiscing on a, a lot of music. I feel like that's something that uh, a lot of people. Uh, this past year, I, I have to get into the habit of saying last year now. I'm still in the. I still feel like I'm in 2020, but uh, we're in 2021, and uh, yeah, I've, I, I've I've noticed a lot of people in the last year have kind of been going back. I, I'm myself included, um, but there was a lot of awesome music that got released in 2020, and yeah, I, it's 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 funny to hear, even despite having such quality releases. Um, people still sort of going back and finding that nice, like, comfort in the music that was. 
Um, like I said, myself included, uh, I've been going back and listening to a lot of, uh, actually checking out some Susie and the Banshees, uh, I, two records that I've been listening to were Juju and the Scream. Yeah. Susie and the Banshees are awesome. If you guys like sort of that new wave, gothic, Curie kind of stuff, uh, that's, that's, that'll definitely be up your alley if you haven't listened to it already. Um, and you know, even going back, like when I've been hanging out with Dylan, when we're doing the podcast, we've been, uh, we've been smashing like old, like Green Day albums from like the nineties, like Insomniac and Dookie stuff that like, I guess I have like a really, I don't know, uh, nostalgic, like I, there's like very vivid memories that I have associated with that era and that those albums, um, especially with Green Day and, and bands like Blink-182 as well, um, you know, really takes me back to a certain time, um, which I know like a lot of Paramore's, you know, a lot of Paramore fans, you know, uh, have with, you know, uh, an album like Riot, uh, which is, which is not a, funnily enough, not an album that I listened to at the time. I was, I was listening to a lot of other bands, uh, but yeah, I, I know that a lot of, a lot of people can't, get past that and listen to some of the other albums or consider the other albums as good as right. Just with, because of that, you know, that, uh, the way that it takes you back to a very specific time in your life, um, adolescence. So what was I talking about? I was talking about, I was talking about albums though, that came out this year. Uh, and I wanted to give my thoughts on some of those. Um, I wanted to give some honorable mentions. So like, when I talk about some of these albums, these are just like albums that um, maybe had an effect on me or my enjoyment of it was just like way higher than um, other albums that came out this year, uh, this past year. Uh, I Look, I there was a lot of music that came out and I, I spent also a pretty good portion of the year as well catching up on 2019 albums that I'd missed out Um so I wanted to acknowledge some of those as well. Um, JPEG Mafia's All My Heroes Are Cornballs is fucking phenomenal. It came out in 2019. It was, it's so awesome. And it's like, it's very different again from his like previous album. Um, I have it here. Uh, where is it? I'm drawing a blank on his name. Where is it? Ugh, veteran, there we go. Veteran's very cool too. Um, that one came out, uh, I think, 2018. Yeah, 2018. I have to refer to Spotify for this one. Um, but yeah, All My Heroes Are Cornballs uh, is is awesome. The fucking opener, Jesus, forgive me, I am a thought, is... If you like really sarcastic and experimental sort of rap music, uh, this would really be for you, I think. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, and so the other one that I, it's another hip hop release. The other one I was catching up on was Miraland by Earth Gang, um, which is also fucking awesome. Um, if you're, if you're into sort of like that, it's, it's kind of very outcast Southern in like Atlanta inspired, uh, but it's like a mix of like, sort of like old school, like Atlanta vibes and like very new school, like Southern trap vibes. Um, yeah, two very awesome MCs in Earth Gang. Uh, and the production's cool. It got some fucking cool features. This is a there's a T Pain feature. I'm I'm telling you, it's a really good T Pain feature. It's not what you'd expect. Yeah. So I've been I've been catching up on some of the uh, like the releases in 2019. But uh, another one also, actually no, that was 2018. I forget that. 
Uh, there was a lot of hip hop this year. I'm, I'll be honest. I, I was kind of going back to the electronic side of me, you know, the uh, the producer side of me, and I think that's that's reflecting in the music that I've been writing a lot lately. But uh, I don't know the electronic and the hip hop, the beats making side of me sort of came out a little bit more uh, last year. Yeah, I feel like that's reflected in what I've been listening to. I fuck. I also oh, I totally. I'm just going through like. So what I do is I just save albums to my Spotify and then I can go through them. I can refer to them very, uh, very quickly. And I just, I just scroll past an artist that I found last year who I think is so awesome and I, and hasn't even released like an album or anything yet. It's just been singles. Uh, Audrey Nuna. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, but she's, uh, I heard Comic Sans for the first time and this is a really cool song and, and the video is very, very spicy. I like it a lot. And then she followed it up with Damn Right and it's just like, come on, are you serious? Uh, so I'm very excited to hear what she, uh, what she does in 2021 if she's planning on releasing uh, some work. But uh, anyway, uh, I'm going to now... Yeah, so I wanted to give out some uh, like honorable mentions because uh, I didn't really listen to a lot of heavy stuff. Um, that's my neighbor. Sorry about that. We had to pause then. So yeah, I wanted to uh, I wanted to do some some honorable mentions just because there are some heavy releases um, in it, and I haven't really been listening to a lot of heavy music. Um, but there's also a few albums that I've kind of half heard that I already. Well, for example, all right, let's say let's go with Mac Miller's Circles, for example. I want to put that in my honorable mentions because I think it's a really good album, but I haven't sat with it for as long as I need to. Um, it's been one of, and it's one of those albums that I, I feel like I'm going to catch up to in 2021. But I've, I have listened to it already and I, I've been enjoying it so much that um, I wanted to put this, wanted to mention it now, even though I hadn't even probably, you know, listened to it enough. Um, same thing goes with uh, uh, the Movement's No Good Left to Give album. Uh Really enjoyed that album. I spent a lot of time with it as well. Um, but some of these other albums I just enjoyed, like, just so much. I think, I think, I look, I, don't, I think my taste of music's just, like, you know, shifted. Um, so a lot of this, uh, I, oh, the other one, that's right. Um, Bring Me the Horizon uh, post-human uh, survival horror. That's right. Uh, yeah, really, really solid EP album midway between... Um, yeah, really liked that album as well, but also not really aligned with where my, my ears are at, at the moment. So, um, but definitely very creative, um, and tailored songs to who they were working with. I really enjoyed that, uh, Amy Lee's song at the end. That's a good one. And the, and the, uh, the first track as well. Um, all right. Yeah, okay. Let's let's also uh, another one that I really liked at the start of the year um and it got a lot of hype. Um it was a band that I was shown in around what November of uh, 2019 and then they brought out the album or they were rolling out the uh the singles for the album but uh loads I let it in. I really really liked that album. It came around at a time that I was still listening to that sort of music and I really like how diverse it is. It's funny because 
I can recognize that it's, uh, you know, very much to, to draw a comparison, you know, a lot of people mention death tones and I've, I've not really ever enjoyed death tones if I'm, if I'm being perfectly honest. Um, but maybe there's, there's some more material that I haven't heard yet that, you know, that, that could change my mind, but I, I've never really liked death tones and this, this stuff is kind of, it's been executed in a way that I, I, I really quite enjoy. Um, it's, it's, it's very heavy. Um, but I think it, it evokes a, a very emotional response. Um, and it's, yeah, I just, I feel like the executions there, um, both in the heavy and the more melodic side of things, I think it's, it's very cool. Um, one of the, one of those bands that have also like, uh, gotten me back into just like, um, approaching really low tuned guitar music, um, you know, a bit differently than like this, you know, the typical kind of metal chord, genty kind of high gain, modern metal sort of sound. Um, so yeah, shout outs to that album. Um, I remember, I remember actually a, a comment section on, uh, on YouTube for a lo- for some low video. I don't know if it was just an audio stream or one of the music videos, but, uh, yeah, I remember someone <laughs> basically saying at the start of 2020, it's or it's cause I think the album came out in January or something. Ja- it's, it's January, 2020. And this is already album of the decade. And I, I wonder how many people still, I, I remember there was just like a lot of excitement when that album came out. And I wonder whether that excitement is sustained um, whether people have given it enough time now, I think it's I think it's a phenomenal album, but uh, but the, I I I don't see the same level of hype that I did when it when it first dropped, um, which is which is interesting. But anyway, um, but yeah, speaking of uh, oh yeah, another another one that I'll be catching up uh, on a little bit more in twenty twenty one. I've listened to, but I uh, I want to sit with a bit longer is because uh, it only just came out is uh. Benny's Hey You. Um, yes, very, very cool pop uh, and just very creative alternative sounds as well, I think. Um, just drawing from a lot of different influences and I'm, uh, I, I really like the variations in, in the types of style of music as well, um, depending on who she's got as a feature on the track. I think it's, yeah, very cool. Very cool uh, sounds uh, and I want to be listening to that album further into 2021 uh all right shall i go into the the albums that i I did really like this year i think i'm just going to read them in no particular order oh another another sort of weird one is uh but it but i think it's an album that i think deserves to be listened to over the span of two years anyway um, is Earl Sweatshirt's Feet of Clay. Uh, the deluxe edition came out this year, but the, the, the original version came out last year. I'm not sure whether it still counts, but I've written it down as Feet of Clay Deluxe by Earl Sweatshirt is one of my favorite releases of 2020. And I think it is, I, I would say, yeah, more so this year. I, f- I feel like it's it's one of those albums that I think initially when I heard it was uh, turbulent and it was it was. It was weird because I, I think I had a weird reaction to it, a knee-jerk reaction where I was like, oh, I don't get it. What What is this? Um, even coming off the back of some rap songs, I felt I was like, oh, I don't know about this. Is this is this what else is going to be doing from now on? But having sat with it for a bit longer and, I don't know, having listened to it a bit more, I, it, it clicked for me a little bit more and it kind of reminded me about how production can be used as a creative tool 
and and how that can also uh, express an uh, an emotional uh, idea. Uh, I think it. I think it's a very atmospheric album. I think it's. I think it's very. It's it's very. Uh, it's 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 a story really. If if you want to know more about Earl in uh, in his esoteric way, um, yeah, he's he's telling you about his life. And if you're interested in Earl's his life and um, what he has to say um, with what's happening in the world, I think it's it's a really brilliant album, both musically and uh, and lyrically. Um, whether or not you want to compare it to some rap songs, like aesthetically, they're they're different, but they're but they all they also have similarities. It's it is very lo-fi music, um, but it's it's a whole it's an experience. I think you have to like sort of listen to from front to back. Um, but I feel like what what also makes me happy about it is it's an it's the sounds of an artist that's just doing it for them. It's not a it's it's not trying to be appealing in a commercial sense. I think it's it's really just an artist just doing what they want to do, um, which is what I appreciate about it. So really like uh, if, you, if you're interested in like very weird experimental hip hop, um, yeah, El Sweatshirt's Feet of Clay. It's a good one. Now we can go in lots of different directions here. I think I'll go with the one straight under it, uh, which is uh, Freddie Gibbs and the Alchemist, uh, Alfredo. Uh, this is uh, very cool. Uh, if if you're into kind of more, I don't know, old school aesthetic hip hop, something that's a bit more classic sounding, but uh, is raw and is hard as fuck. Um, yeah, Freddie Gibbs and the Alchemist. Uh, Alfredo is definitely in one of my top releases of the year. It is front to back amazing. Uh, Alchemist is a, a a beatsmith. He is an expert in his in his field and uh yeah he he is he did a really good job at uh giving freddie beats that uh <laughs> he could just like absolutely nail uh the flows are incredible so yes a lot of hip-hop on this um i might i might pivot to a heavy release then if i've done a done a couple of uh there's probably a lot of uh local music that i've left off this list because well, not for any particular reason, but I, you know, there was a lot, there was a lot and I, yeah, one that stood out for me in terms of, uh, local acts, I suppose, if you want to call them that, they're doing things, uh, is, is the homies Diamond Construct, um, with DCX2, uh, it's an EP technically, it's not an album, but, uh, yeah, I, so similarly with Loathe, you know, there's like an expression there, um, and I think that's something that I look for a lot in, uh, heavy music. I can. I can. Sometimes when I listen to heavy music, I feel like it. It kind of you know follows similar formulas um, to peers and and otherwise. And uh, Diamond Construct are doing something uh, that I don't think a lot of other bands are doing, uh, as least as far as I'm as my ears concerned. Uh, yeah, they're they're really doing something very creative. And I uh, this new EP that they I'm still calling it new. Um, uh, yeah, I, I really need to see it live. It's really quite awesome stuff. Um, and again, artists doing what they want to do. Um, so, yeah, shout out to them. Shout out to the shout out to all the homies that released music this year. That's what I wanted to say. Uh, okay, what else? What else did I listen to? Uh, all right, uh, going under that one again. Uh, Joji's Nectar. I listened to a lot. 
<laughs> I listened to that album a lot last year. Um, I still do listen to a lot of songs from it as well, but I think Ophelia and I may have played that, that album to death. But we uh, we really enjoyed Joji's Nectar last year. I feel like there was probably a few a, f- a few too many songs on it um, that like, you know, took it from being like a 10 out of 10 album to maybe being like a 7 or an 8 out of 10. Um, it's Every song is still really, really awesome. Um, and I, I enjoyed it. But I do, I do have to acknowledge that, you know, there's, there's songs like Daylight on there, which are just like such sparkly, clean, uh, well-written pop songwriting. And then you've got some of the more like sort of deeper cuts that are like a minute and a half long. And you're sort of like, well, that's not very consistent. What's, what's happening there? Why, why does it kind of sound like a bit of a mismatch at times? Um, but other than that, it's, it's I, I still really enjoyed the... I, I like old Joji, and so having him bring that into it is also, like, not a bad thing for the my personal experience. Um, so, yes, I, I think I have that vinyl um, on the way. I haven't haven't received it yet, but, uh, yeah, I've got, a, I got that vinyl. I got it on vinyl, so it it must be pretty good if I, uh, if I got it. Uh, another sort of lo-fi release that I also wanted to, I guess... Uh, share my thoughts about was um, the Sakamami album that came out last year, Color Theory. I, I for some reason thought that this was uh, this album came out in 2019, but it apparently came out last year. Um, and I and I had spent quite a portion of my year um, listening to it as well. It's it's a really good album from front to back. Um, really consistent, really consistent. And I think I think creative as well. You know the songwriting. It shares a very similar aesthetic throughout the entire uh, the entire experience, but then in between songs, there's different moods um, that are captured. And I think, yeah, I think it was just a very very cohesive release. It, like the the artwork and everything that kind of rolled out with it um, was very well done. And uh, I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to kind of give spotlight to that album. If you haven't checked it out, you should definitely check it out. Uh, another one, yeah, similar vibes. Um, nothing really is yuck as well. Uh, another sort of local EP release. I spent, I think, the good part of the first, yeah, the, the first half of the year, I'd say, smashing that EP. It's only four or five tracks. Um, yeah, if you like Soccer Mummy, nothing really is definitely up your up your alley. Okay, uh, where to next? All right, yeah, another one that kind of came out start of the year, first half of the year that I really liked and played pretty much throughout 2020 was um, Hayley Williams' Pedal for Armor. Uh, I feel like that comes with no surprise. If you know me, I'm a massive Paramore fan, massive Hayley Williams fan. Um, and it was really cool to see what she could do in a in a solo context. Um, I feel like the, the songwriting is very mature and very honest. Um, she's sort of telling, telling her story. Um, and I, and I, yeah, really, I really like the front half of that album as well. And then the second half of that album, I also really enjoy, but there is, uh, like there's some songs just in the first half that, that caught me just immediately. And then I feel like the second half is, are the growers. I feel like they're the, the more arty deeper cuts and I, I, you know, I still get them stuck in my head all the time. Pure love is yeah, such a stunning song. And I always get the the melody, the the little if anybody's asking on the uh, on Taken, really cool, 
really cool album. And yeah, I just, I love the, the, the whole aesthetic. Um, I loved the experience of, uh, the videos coming out with, uh, like it was like a three part thing with, uh, Simmer. uh, what was the second song? Oh my gosh. That's so bad. I'm drawing a blank. <gasps> no! Come on. Where is it? I'm, I should have just looked it up. Here we go. Um, yeah, Leave It Alone and Cinnamon. Just those three back to back with the videos kind of going into each other was just very, very cool. Um, yeah, I, I, I really like that album. Um, if you haven't heard it, I mean, I'm, I'd be surprised if you haven't, but if you haven't heard it, it's, it's very cool. You should check it out. All of, I'm, all of these are recommendations. I, I, should, I should say that. All right. Only a few more. Okay. Yeah. Gorilla's Song Machine. Wow. <laughs> uh, I don't think Damon Albone could have cultivated a list of features that, that appealed to me more. I don't think he could have got anyone else. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's, there's definitely, there's, there's lots of, lots of artists uh, I'd love to see um, work with the gorillas, but wow. Yes. The track listing on, on song machine. Oh my goodness. I'm going to get it up right now. I'm going to get the, the track list up. Here we go. All right. You got strange, strange times with Robert Smith. I mean, that's, that goes without saying that's, that's a, that's a banger. <laughs> um, we've got Beck, we've got Schoolboy Q, we've got fucking Elton John in black. We've got Peter Hook from Joy Division. So not only have you got someone from The Cure, you've got someone from Joy Division and New Order. You've got Slow Tie and Slaves, Earth Gang, Gold Link, Unknown Mortal Orchestra, JPEG Mafia, Skepta. Like, are you kidding me right now? Um, yeah, I think this is probably the Gorilla's best release in quite a lot. Like, at least it's it's gotten me back into Gorillas. Like, I, I totally missed out on the Now Now and Humans um, I sort of dropped off after Plastic Beach, not because I thought it was a bad album, but maybe my, my, my listening habits or listening tastes had shifted. But yeah, this is, this is an album that's got me back into them and going back to the albums that I missed actually. Um, yeah, it's, this is a very direct to the point where it, it, it feels like this is like, uh, Damon Alvan just being like, all right, we're just going to have my mates over for tea. And we're just gonna we're gonna just pull out a song and something that would be reminiscent of what they do, but also fit within what Gorillaz has uh, you know established over the the decades that they've uh, or the two de- I guess they've been around for nearly twenty years now. Um, yeah, that they've established in those years. All right, I'll say a few more, and then we we might wrap it up because. We're getting there. We're getting there. All right. What else? What else did I have? Oh, yeah. Uh, Thundercat. <laughs> Thundercat, it is what it is. Fucking awesome album. If you like... Uh, I don't know. It's, I don't know who this is for. Because like, it's, like, it's such a mishmash of like the alternative R&B scene with like meme jazz stuff. It's like musicians' music, sort of like, but it's also just like very accessible. I I uh, I don't know I, I don't know I just I really enjoy this album. Um, Dragon Ball Durag is a fucking great song. So is Black Whales. I mean, it's got the who's who of alternative hip hop. 
um, and RV. Um, all right, I've got to get the track listing up here. Fucking I Love Lewis Cole, Overseas with Zach Fox, um, just King, King of the Hill. Oh my god, like all of these songs are awesome. Um, Thundercats is it is what it is. Really loved that album. Spent a lot of last year listening to it. Um, Charge Gambino's three fifteen twenty. It is a fucking crime. It is a crime. I I'm uh, big big call here, but I think it's a crime. How many people didn't hear this album? Um, and how underrated it is. Maybe, look, I'll say that if you're a Childish Gambino fan, you will like this album. Well, maybe, maybe not. It's, it's pretty weird, but I feel like it's a good, it's a sum up of all four of his albums, you know, combined. It's, it has elements of just his entire career. I feel like if this was his final album, it's such a great final album to end on. I know a lot of people would disagree. There was a, it was, it was criticized for being quite a, I guess lo-fi album. It's not really even lo-fi. It's just it's it's experimental. Um, but it's an experience. It's something that um, I kind of felt like it was it was like a movie. It's how I treated like a movie. Like I I sat in the dark and listened to this album, just stare like and just let my mind just like paint pictures for me with the music. Like it's such it's such a visceral experience, <laughs> and I can't believe I just I be, I just became that uh, pretentious you know, pitchfork reviewer just then by using the word vi- visceral, but it, it really is. It's, uh, it's a really cool, I, I love this album. Um, and yeah, I don't think it got enough love this year, but Hey, you know, that's, that's, that's the, that's how it be sometimes. Um, but yeah, if you're a Childish Gambino fan and you haven't heard it, you definitely should. My friends have heard me talk about this album enough. Um, but it, it is definitely one of my albums of the year. Um, and I think, this next one, which I think is the last one that I haven't talked about on my list here, um, is, I would say, yeah, probably my favorite release of the year. Um, it's remained consistently enjoyable through the entirety of 2020, and I feel like it's almost the soundtrack of 2020. Um, and that's uh, RTJ4 by Run The Jewels. The fact that Similarly to uh, sort of how I felt at the end of uh, Black Klansman, uh, sort of how I felt with the realization that, um, you know, these guys wrote this album last year, uh, two years ago now, I suppose. They wrote it in 20, 2019 and um, could not have predicted what was going to happen in 2020. Released that album right when... Um, you know, a massive thing happened, a massive event happened, tragic event. Um, and having, uh, yeah, just that album written months and months before be so, so relevant. Um, yeah, I feel like that was, it's a, it was a really special thing to have. Um, and it, I feel like the sound of it sonically, um, yeah, very much, yeah, very much paints the picture of what, I, f- I feel like a lot of people were feeling, uh, especially in that first half of the year. But yeah, Run the Jewels 4. Um, I, I don't know how they keep doing it because <laughs> every release, it's just like, yeah, this is the best one yet. I don't think they can top it. And then they do it. And I don't want to put that out there because that's that's so much pressure to kill a mic and LP. But my God, yeah, that's a really good album. So if, you, if you're into 
you know, I guess more alternative experimental hip hop. Um, even actually, you know what? Even if you're a fan of like Rage Against the Machine, there's a Zach Della Rocca feature on there. Zach Della Rocca like needs to put out a solo album. It's like he can't keep doing these features. He can't keep doing it like that for us. Um, so definitely, definitely check it out if you if you're a fan of of, of that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, that's those were those are my favorite releases. Um, there was probably plenty more that I've missed out on, um, but surely I don't think you guys want to listen to me talk much more about um, 2020. I think we can, you know, move on. Let's live in the present. Let's not live in the past and let's, you know, have a great, great 2021. Uh, be kind and be respectful of each other. Um, I think that's going to do it. I don't think I have much more to add. Um, hopefully we'll be back together, um, me and Dylan. Um, but, oh, yeah, that's right. There's another thing I wanted to bring up. Um, I don't know whether this will get released, but I'm just going to put it out there. Me and Ophelia um, did something for us the other night. Um, we were just we were sitting around, hanging out, and um, I don't know. It was around New Year's, so we were just we were just staying in. And um, Ophelia had never, uh, had never read the screenplay for the Because the Internet um, album, Childish Gambino, for those who don't know. And I, I haven't, I haven't read it since it came out really, like since 2013. I, I, I read the screenplay with the album, um, when it first came out just as like the, you know, unifying experience of it. But, uh, since then I've only sort of just listened to the album orally, you know, not, not reading along with the story. And, um, yeah, so we decided that, uh, while we were together, um, we 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 just record ourselves uh, reading reading the screenplay and it it, uh, it developed into something um, <laughs> a bit more <laughs> wacky than we were expecting. It was a, a lot more uh, a lot more voices <laughs> than I than I was uh, thinking we were going to do. Um, but it, it's it's cool. So we I'm not sure how you know how it's going to turn out. We've only sort of done the first part of it. We've still got like another two acts to go. Um, it, it took a it, it took a lot longer getting through all the all the directions and stuff um, than we thought uh, reading it out. So, but maybe we can edit it down and, and uh, see <laughs> see what we can do. But um, anyway, uh, hopefully, uh, me and Dylan will be back together. If not, we'll uh, we'll find something else to uh, upload next week. But uh, thank you very much for listening to the Pretty Good Thanks podcast. My name is Liam. Dylan will hopefully remain to be there. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna stop being awkward now. Thank you very much for listening. I've been Liam. We'll see you next Tuesday. So yeah.